It's time for faith and life to connect. I first go before God, working on who and what I am before Him and what He's calling me to be as a husband. Where a Christian walk meets our day-to-day life. Dealing with that baggage can mean anything from delaying the marriage to dealing with the baggage. For sure. And where it's okay to laugh a little. Meaningless days, I look at. <laughs> I'm looking at meaningless days and live happily with the woman you love, and I'm trying to figure out how they wind up in the same set. <laughs> We're not saying that the marriage is meaningless. Heaven forbid we say. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for clarifying that. This is The Session with Tom Russell from Heritage Christian Counseling Ministries. What triggers your potential spouse? And that you guys both agree, yeah, they are triggers, and it is, as we grow, something we have to work through. But we're going to give you sort of the grace and space to do that. Well, good morning. It is time for Faith and Life to Connect here on Shine FM and on the podcast network at shinefmohio.com. I am Scott. This is the session with Tom Russell. The king yes. of the cranium is among us. <laughs> <laughs> you have a good uh, Labor Day weekend? We did. It was really good. Good. Yeah. Relaxing with the vice president is always wonderful. Oh, that's always a good thing. Yeah. All right. We are hopefully the goal for the day. We put it out there ahead of time. All right. Is to wrap up our conversation about depression and physical activity. Okay. Not how they go together, but how one can help with the other. That's right. I've enjoyed this series so much, Scott, that it's going to be depressing to leave it. Oh. Have to exercise the demons out of this. I'll tell you. <laughs> All right. Before we dive into this and try to find any more bad puns that we can pull out of here, we turn to our scripture today, Romans 12. That's right. Paul wrote, Do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is. His good, pleasing, and perfect will. It is so important, as we talked about last show, that you have the, the, you can renew your mind. You can renew what you think. You can think differently. Isn't that amazing? We talked about changing your stinking thinking Yes, some time back. That's right. You can change your stinking thinking and turn it into properly smelling thinking, right. I guess. Uh, yeah, as Paul <laughs> that would be good. A good example would be in Philippians 4, uh, right around verse 8, when we should focus on that which is right, that which is lovely, that which is pure. And when we do, there are feelings associated with that. So the, the um, outcome of that, the effect of that is we're going to feel different. We're going to feel better. And we're going to try to help you feel better today as we talk about the importance of exercise as it relates to depression and how exercise can actually help defeat depression. And just to kind of catch you up, we've we've talked about how people with depression often withdraw and they're physically inactive and the physical activity can actually do a brain good at the risk right. of sounding like a milk commercial or something. <laughs> uh, we talked about a study that ta- that showed um, how exercise actually fosters brain activity, which can turn loose a whole bunch of those little onins and osins and ions and eons and stuff and make your brain right. uh, make your brain more active, which can make you feel better as all those happy chemicals are released. We also talked a little bit about the types of exercise, usually cardio 
something, getting your heart pumping, getting your blood flowing is the kind of exercise that you want to do. And that's going to depend very much on your physical condition. If you're jumping in a pool and swimming for a week and a half like Tom does, you know, <laughs> you can you can put yourself through quite a cardio workout. Now with me, if I have to walk from one end of the school to the other, that's a cardio workout. <laughs> so, you know, it can vary depending. So don't feel like you have to immediately go out and run a marathon. Sometimes right. Just walking up and down the block is the exercise you need. It getting started. Yeah. Having just, a developmental approach, the goal of the day. The, I was just going to say, there has to be a goal-setting comment in there somewhere. Uh, that's right. Yes, <laughs> And then, very importantly, after you set that goal and reach it, you do what? You celebrate. celebrate. Yes. <laughs> so we got that in, too. That's right. And then we revise it to equal or do better tomorrow. There you go. Yeah. And if you want to talk, you want to listen to what we talked about with goal setting, you can go back into, I believe it's the month of January. Okay. And we usually talk about goal setting in there. All right. So we we wrap up our discussion of depression and physical activity with a study uh, with some work done through WebMD. And Tom, we want to look at how regular exercise has been proven to do some things to help us out. Well, Scott, if you want to learn more about the exercise and depression, many studies, not just one, but many studies show that people who exercise regularly benefit with a positive boost in the mood and lower rates of depression. Just with exercise. So you're just about the happiest guy in the world as much <laughs> as you right. exercise. That's right. What my neighbor yesterday told me, this is a, a little side, but it was really good. She said she was told that you can tell a good golfer by the way their house looks. Usually it needs painted and the garage needs cleaned out. <laughs> and so so I said, well, take a look at my garage. I must be a pretty good golfer <laughs> if you saw my garage. So anyway, the, the thing is that if you put out the exercise, you'll benefit. And that's where we get into those those neat, happy things, like it'll reduce stress. Well, that's great. I like that idea. Probably, statistically, one of the highest uh, rated issues that we face. And so much so that stress is directly related to a lot of illness. We might want to do a show at some point, Scott, on reducing on stress again. Reducing stress. Yeah. Or, or, hold on, hold on, right, writing it down. That's right. We we have a board in my office. You should see it. It's wonderful. It's, it's a work of art. Yeah. So then also, it wards off anxiety and feelings of depression, which, how good is that? Because you're getting a natural reaction inside, and today, in today's day and age, the natural reaction that you can have, your body defense system, well, it's going to ward off by putting in the right cells, the endorphins, the oxytocins. <laughs> oh. I had to do that for Scott. You had, you had to do that just to watch my eyes glaze over again. <laughs> Every time he mentions an ocean, I just want to go to the ocean. <laughs> yeah, you'll, you'll survive. You, you won't sink. <laughs> you don't think so, huh? Okay. Yeah. So the anxiety is down and the feelings of depression are down because you're on a chemical front, a medical front. You're impacting what you um, is going on inside. So that's going to impact what you think. And those happy cells help those have those things that come from the benefits of exercise help your body be more right. responsive so that you don't need to add artificial things into your system to feel better. That's true. And when you stop and think about anxiety as an example, 
One of the features of anxiety is it magnifies what you're thinking and it becomes, we've talked about this in previous shows, not just a little problem, it becomes a huge problem because the anxiety is hit. Well then, because it feels uncomfortable when you think about that, it also impacts what you think in ways and you're capable of saying things uh, that are, are not gonna be productive or are gonna hurt relationships. So the good news here is you have control over whether you exercise or not. Now there are people out there going, oh yeah, you ought to see my schedule or I, I'm too tired to exercise. And I wanna say that's something you have control of. Doesn't mean you can or can't, it means how much to start with. Right. You can start by rolling out of bed, believe it or not, two minutes earlier. Okay, three. <laughs> well, Allow for the minute to roll out of bed. <laughs> that's true. For some, they would say, that's exercise. <laughs> but, but so the thing of it is, you have control of that, and in a very small developmental way, you start. And the feelings of success begin to snowball, and you begin to celebrate that more. You want to do more. And the yeah. more you do, the better off you feel. That's right. You know, the thing that can help me when I, when I look at this is it can improve sleep. Yes. Wear yourself out a little bit. Well, true. And also, again, if you're reducing anxiety, I am convinced that anxiety is one of our chief enemies against sleep. As I, as I sit here and nod my head like you as you're listening, you can hear my head clunk as I nod it. Yeah, it's, <laughs> that's right. You know, it really does help if because I know when I'm really – stressing over something when i'm my anxiety's up i lay there and think about it and think about it and think about it and i roll over and look at the clock and it's 2 a.m yes well and, and so consequently it also can boost your self-esteem i read a quote over the weekend about well you know you've been angry at yourself and upset with yourself for so long how's that worked for you is it helping Exactly. Yeah. You might want to try something else if that hasn't worked. Has it helped you to get angry at yourself and stay angry at yourself? Are you coping better with life because of that? No. No. And it's not wrong that we embrace God's creation in us, that we are created in his image. To acknowledge that is not puffing ourselves up and egotistical thoughts. It's helping us grow closer to Abba Father, who wants that intimate relationship with us. So exercise, I think, as you're picking up here, can be very, very beneficial. Strengthening right. the heart, increasing energy, lowering blood pressure, improving muscle tone. It might do something with my belly. It strengthens and builds bones. And especially, it doesn't matter, young or old, doesn't matter. I mean, my mom's 83 Right. She needs strong bones, you know, so she goes out and still to my sister and my fear at times, she goes out and she weeds, she goes out and she trims and she climbs a ladder and <laughs> cleans up stuff in the corners and we just wanted to, mom, get down. I, I was with you until you said climb the ladder. Yep. that That's a little scary. It, 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 yeah, mm. for her it is. Now, mm -hmm. Tom, there is a study uh, that I know we wanted to talk about from uh Karen Rosencrans, and I'll let you get to the name of the college. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, let's talk about this study well, a little bit. Well, people with depression often withdraw and are physically inactive. To investigate the effect of physical activity, Karen Rosencrans's working group enlisted 41 people to the study, all of whom were undergoing treatment at the hospital. The participants were uh, uh, each assigned 
to one of the two groups, one of which completed a three-week exercise program. So the program, which was developed by a sports uh, science team at the University of Bealefield, was, we did it. Well, <laughs> yeah. if, you, if you happen to go to that university, we're sorry, we probably did mispronounce it. <laughs> it contained fun elements and did not take the form of competition or tests, but instead required teamwork from the participants. The other group, Scott, took a part in a control group without physical activity. So the study team ascertained, now there's a 25 cent word, (laughs) the severity of the depressive symptoms, such as a loss of drive and interest, lack of motivation and negative feelings, both before and after the program. So one, one of them had motivation, one of them had more positive feelings, the group who exercised, and the ones who did nothing were less motivated, had more negative thinking. And, and I wanna focus on negative thinking for a minute too, because remember, we have a thought and it becomes a feeling, so then I don't feel good, can produce more negative thinking I have more negative feeling, now that can spur more negative thinking, and it snowballs. Okay, I gotta ask you something. Ask me. We, we haven't done a rabbit trail in quite a while, so let's dive into the hole. Okay. Why is it, and I think I can safely say this, that it is easier, at least it is for me, maybe I should qualify it, to think negatively than it is to think positively? Well, what a great, great question. And stay tuned next week. No. <laughs> we don't have time for that answer today. <laughs> but it really is a great question. And so what makes it easier? Well, for one thing, let's go back to what Paul said. We should focus on what? We can change what we we think. So we actually might have to work at it. But I really think that that's part of the fallen and damaged world that we live in. We look at it spiritually, we have probably better answers, that the enemy is regularly trying to impact what we think. So if he's successful, we're likely going to be more negative. So we talk about the battlefield of the mind, and this might be one of the the first places it starts, is always thinking negatively. That's true. Yeah, which produces more negative feelings, which produces more negative thinking, which produces more negative feelings, and we have the vicious cycle hitting high gear. And all of a sudden, we got the abominable snowman rolling down the hill. That's true. Yeah. And, and that's why, you know, Paul said in, in 2 Corinthians 10, verses 3 through 5, that we want to take captive those thoughts. And, and I heard one um, study that was talked about. It, it was, in it, uh, we call it the American Association of Christian Counselors uh, update, detrimental. <laughs> you just got to wonder, you know, I mean, it was just too easy to like, well, like, I got to be, yeah. I got to go into the thinking business if I'm detrimental. Yeah, that's true. And, and so anyway, she talks about how you can get an email, you see it in your email, you have a choice of whether you click on it and delete it. You have a choice on whether you click on it and bring it up and read it and allow it to impact you. 
So in the mind, what that amounts to is immediately we can turn to Jesus and delete it. We can rebuke it. We can stand against it. We can take it captive, and then I'm not going to focus there. Or we can allow the enemy to begin to dwell on that thought. So uh, immediately, the life life is going to be more negative. It's easier to flow in the negative way because it's flowing in the way of the world, in the way of the broken and damaged world. Right. And so as we continue to do the maintenance, uh, uh, taking care of ourselves, now some people, you know, would say, oh, well, that's selfish. Well, you know, I want to see how well you live without it. It's not going to be good. But so when you're impacting it on many different fronts, we just finished talking about the impact of exercise and what it does to you physically inside with the, re- the release of all those happy cells. <laughs> <laughs> well, that also plays into it. And, and then when we impact it on the mental front, we're thinking healthier, we're going to feel better. But there's people out there that have never experienced a healthy dose, lifelong, of I'm okay and life is good. And and I am created in God's image. They've not seen that. Okay, let me play devil's advocate here with you, Tom. Let's, let's talk to the person that hasn't experienced that. Maybe they came from an abuse situation at home. Right. Their home situation stunk. Right. And now here they are as maybe young adults – they got kids of their own. Their marriage is meh. Uh-huh. What can we say to them to encourage them today to, to keep them from depression? Well, if we were speaking to their situation in cases like that, Scott, and this is what's really interesting. Before we went on the air today, the Lord laid this on my heart that there would be a place for it. And what I would say to them is really powerful, but it's really simple. There is hope. And his name is Jesus. Amen. There we go. Start from that. Yes. Don't try to solve all the problems. Right. If I can be this, but your home life wasn't all that grand and glorious when you were a kid. That's right. It sure wasn't. And now, successful practice, growing practice. Yes. Beautiful family that likes to go out and golf. Yes. And you got the vice president to keep you in line. That's right. (laughs) She's clearly the matriarch of of it all. So there is hope and you can get past it. We sure can. You sh- yeah. you can definitely get past it. Praise the Lord. All right, so Tom, as we start to wrap up today, one of our notes here says that moving your sleep time an hour earlier can cut your depression risk. Yeah. Are you kidding? Well, can you believe that? No. I mean, yes. <laughs> no, I <don't>... mean, <laughs> unpack that for me. Well, just don't lose any sleep over tonight, Scott. <laughs> eh, let me sleep on it. Yeah. So by 23%, the study says at the same time, depressive symptoms decreased in the group, the more the ability to change increased, the more clearly the clinical symptoms decreased. So what we're talking about, and again, that's according to Dr. Rosencrantz, the thing about it, we got to remember that when we're sleeping, we are, are getting into, when we get into REM sleep, that's the natural producer of serotonin. So serotonin is our ally in the brain against depression. So not only are you having more mental rest, you're also having more physical rest. I believe that there is a very close similarity between depression and sleep deprivation. Sometimes 
a person feels like they they is they're depressed, but they think, well, yeah, I had four hours of sleep last night. Well, that'll make you tired, and, and it'll feel similar, but it might also be depressing that you only got four hours. Right. But more seriously, the lack of sleep has the same groggy feeling to it, and and you're not mentally at the top of your game to process and manage life. So, but it really was generated by its origins came from the lack of sleep. If you're sleeping well and you feel you have those feelings of lethargic uh, nature definitely going to be a problem. So the more exercise and the more sleep you get, the better you're going to feel. There we are. That's right. That's that's the last two shows in a sentence. Very good, Scott. <laughs> we spent all this so time. So what do we have to do less for? Okay, it's time to go. Tom, it's good. No. Well um, done, Scott. Okay, so, you know, covering these kind of topics, you know, we can we can laugh through some of it, and, and we always enjoy you know, sitting on sharing these things with you, but there's always, this is always just the tip of the iceberg. Right, right. So let, let me just say this. If there, if you are dealing with these depression cases and maybe because of some physical condition, you can't exercise, you know, like Tom does and do, you know, a week and a half at pool in a pool a day, mm-hmm. um, you know, maybe there are some other causes, some other things you can work on right. to get around that. Mm-hmm. And uh, sitting down with a Christian counselor can indeed be the first step. So how can they get a hold of you to start a conversation? Well, I can be reached at heritagechristiancounselingministries.com. And remember, if you came in in the middle, you can always catch up on what we're talking about on the podcast network at shinefmohio.com. Thanks for joining us today for the session. 